Hi, and welcome to The Fertility Warriors. Here at Fertility Warriors HQ, we believe in three things, grace, grit, and gratitude. We don't believe you have to be perfect to fall pregnant, but we do believe that you need to place yourself and your well-being at the top of your priority list. I'm your host, Robin Birkin. For some people, trying to conceive is a cakewalk. I was not one of those people. My journey was years in the making and included IUIs, IVF and a miscarriage, as well as many, many tears before we fell pregnant with our first child. Now I'm the author of the book, Screw Infertility, and the founder of a 12-week mind-body fertility program, the Fertility Warrior Intensive. I'm here to help you not only navigate these waters, but to help you feel like a badass in the process. My superpower? Helping Taipei women find calm, confidence and happiness in their journey. I'm a little woo-woo, a lot straight shooter, and I swear like a sailor. Sorry, mom. I've never turned down a bowl of mashed potato, and if you like salt and pepper, mm, I think we'll get along just fine. So hit that subscribe button and tune in for tips, advice, and real talk every week. I promise you, I'm not daggy. Okay, maybe a lot daggy, but subscribe anyway. Enough small talk, let's do this thing. Hi, and welcome back to the Fertility Warriors. If you are a regular listener and you know you've just caught my last episode which was all about preparing for pregnancy and then you're catching this one and you're like what's going on Robin don't worry we'll be back to normal programming next week however I do really like every now and then dropping in with episodes on these topics because we're so often fertility warriors feel like they're left out in the wilderness. Like the second that you get pregnant, then what? And I really want to be able to have some of those ne- like next steps for you because you are still part of the tribe. You are still a fertility warrior, regardless of where your journey takes you. And so I want these episodes to be here, even if you're circling back to this episode. If you are a regular listener or even just circling back to this episode, know that I have more. You can go to robinberkin.com slash pregnancy or you can scroll through this podcast and there's a number titled Life After Infertility and then have the titles. So make sure that you scroll back through, have a listen to those because I talk in depth about some of these topics more and I hope this is helpful for you. So if you are like, no, this is not helpful. I never want to listen to these again, (laughs) which is perfectly fine. Come and let me know. Okay. If you have topic requests, please come and let me know because that's how I plan and figure out episodes is through the feedback that I receive from you. I'll go back through the Fertility Warriors support and chat group that we have on Facebook. It's from conversations that I have with people. It's from the questions that I receive in the monthly Q&A from the Fertility Worry Intensive, lots of different places. And sometimes I get really specific requests like, can you talk about this specific condition? And I genuinely do not know too much about that condition. So, you know, I can't always fulfill those straight away. But the mindset stuff I definitely can and the practical stuff I'm usually pretty good at. So today's topic, just like last week's topic, came from my chat with Rebecca and I said to her while we were chatting, I was like, I'm going to write just a little reminder to myself that I'm going to do an episode on this. And so this one, this one goes out to Rebecca. 
And I'm going to tell you about 11, like preparing for motherhood, what I want you to know, 11 things I want you to know before you enter the realm of motherhood. But even if you are a secondary infertility warrior, it's always helpful to have someone else chat about these things with you as well. So the very first thing is the mindset I can handle anything because I've been through infertility. Do you feel like that? So regardless of whether you are expecting or not, I truly often felt this in my bones. Well, I can handle anything because I've been through infertility. And then sometimes parenting is really hard and you question oh my God, like, what was I thinking? Because I thought, you know, I can handle anything that the world throws at me because I've had infertility. I actually do feel that. And I genuinely still feel that. However, what I feel is that the lessons that I have learned, I, it's almost, and I, I swear this happens in my life all the time. I basically just have to relearn the same lessons over and over again. In creating a business, I've had to learn that failure is, and failing over and over again is okay because sometimes it's a journey and sometimes it takes time and sometimes it doesn't look like what anyone else's looks like. I've had to learn that. Parenting, I've had to learn to just roll with it sometimes and for things to not go perfectly so much of the time and that sometimes I just need to wait it out and do nothing and just wait for this season to pass. So many lessons that I've I just had to relearn. Like I learned them on my fertility journey and it's not like I automatically had them when I went into parenthood. It's like I had to relearn them all over again. Eh. That's like the story of my life. I've had to just keep relearning the lessons that I've already learned. And you, sh- you would think that I would know by now. And anyway, hopefully I know by now. The next one is you can go back through life infertility because I feel like I've talked about this, but the sleep thing, sleep is so fucking painful. I, I just can't describe it until you've been through it. But the way that I can describe it is I remember when Chloe was four months old, sitting on my phone in the dark, Googling when do babies sleep through the night. And the article said, most babies sleep through the night at six months, but there's the odd child who doesn't sleep through the night until they're two years old. And I was like, oh, hurly burly. I, you know, if it's six months, I can do it. Okay. I feel relieved. Fingers crossed. Hopefully I don't have one of those kids, you know, who takes forever to learn through how to sleep through the night. Because if I have one of those children who is not going to sleep through the night for two years, I actually think that physically I might die. I physically don't think that I can handle having a child that doesn't sleep through the night. I'll probably be dead by then. And well, as it turns out, Chloe Birkin didn't sleep through the night until 19 months old. And by that time I was already pregnant with Olivia. Uh, And then Chloe, I ended up getting to a place on my journey. So when it comes to so many things with parenting, literally my advice is ride the roller coaster and just hang on for dear life. It's so often it's the answer is just waited out. If all you do when you are a parent is feed your child and show your child responsible love, 
That's all you need. Scientifically, from a brain development perspective, love and feeling safe is what's going to make the big difference in your child's development and for their brain to develop faster. You can't teach kids inhibition, right? If they have the urge to hit you and they're two years old, they can't inhibit themselves. They can't stop themselves from hitting you. They have that urge. They want to like hit you because their prefrontal cortex hasn't developed, right? It starts developing when they're four to six years old, right? So anyway, let's get back to sleep. So then, so I ended up getting to a point with Chloe where, and I read all the books, I had all the sleep consultants, I did all the things that I got to a point where I was like, this kid just likes to sleep in the wrap and sleep in the pram and sleep in the car. So I'm just going to live my life and I'm going to just go out all day. I'm going to go out on the town. I'm going to go out for coffees. She can just live in this wrap like a koala bear for the first year of her life. And she did. Second time, well, let me tell you, I was... I was prepared. I was excited. I thought Chloe and I are just going to go to the park every day. We're going to go for so many walks in the double stroller. It's going to be awesome. Well, number two hit me like a slap in the face as well because Livy was the type of kid that only wanted to sleep in her cot, like just would just cry a whole 45-minute car ride. This is what I mean. You just got to roll with the punches and sometimes you just got to wait stuff out. But sleep can be so fucking painful, which is not to say that... If you don't have any children, you can't feel tired. You can feel tired. You are entitled to sleep however you want to sleep. You can 100% still feel very tired and still feel sleepy and still go to bed early and still feel like you are having the hardest time because maybe you're not sleeping great because infertility has thrown you for a fucking loop. So I just want to say that. So I'm not saying anyone's not sleeping, but I am saying that I thought I was going to die because Chloe wouldn't sleep through the night. And I've got a whole other episode about it. The next one is breastfeeding for the majority of us does not come naturally. And sometimes you need to learn it. And sometimes it's going to take about eight weeks to figure it out. And if you end up breastfeeding, that's great. If you end up using formula, also great. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You're not a failure in any capacity in any regard if something happens because it is fucking hard and everyone makes out like it's the easiest thing and it's not and all babies are different so you do you okay and never feel like you can't go and see a lactation consultant or a different lactation consultant or multiple lactation consultants okay and sometimes in the hospital it feels like no one's going to teach you put your hand up and ask for some help in how to do it even if that means that some 65-year-old nurse comes and manhandles your boobs to help you, do it. It's got, it will help you. And that's, sometimes there'll be things that are a bit wrong. You can listen. I think I've listed a story about nursing with Olivia and in the, the Life After Infertility series and, you know, how that worked. But don't ever sweat asking for help getting more help using formula and or even mixed feeding both my children at the start have mixed fed and then gone on and I was very close with Olivia to just giving up and I ended up not but I completely gave myself grace with Olivia to persevere just a little bit longer I was like you know what I'm just going to set some mini milestones 
and I was just about almost all formula feeding but then but kept pumping every now and then and then by chance she got it and then we went on to exclusively breastfeed for some time after that. So you do you when it comes to breastfeeding. Hey Warrior, so sorry for interrupting, but I just wanted to jump in and see if you'd had the chance to check out my new little program, Warrior Rising. It's a five-day radical mood reset and I'm sure that you will love it. Head to robinburkin.com slash rise to check out my new program, Warrior Rising. Okay, let's get back to the episode. The next one, and I cannot stress how important this is, it's Find a Tribe. It's so difficult with COVID because lots of mothers groups have been shut down and this whole in-person thing. But if you can find a tribe, whether that's by joining an online support group or some other, maybe you've got friends in the same capacity, even if their kids are a bit older or even if you can go online. So I think there's apps like the Peanut app that will help connect you with other mums. And there's Facebook groups sometimes that will help connect you with other mums in the area. Even if all you can do is connect with another friend somewhere who is pregnant, even if they're across the other side of the world on WhatsApp, one of the my best supports is a friend who I used to work with who completely got me by my first and second uh, like early baby times just with WhatsApp messages because we lived quite far away. We have literally only caught up in person about three times in the last six years, but there were definite points there where I was messaging her multiple times per day back and forth and it kept me sane. So find someone or multiple people. If you have the opportunity to join a mother's group, do it. Like there were so many people who attended our child health nurse appointments and then dropped off the mother's group. And I really feel like they probably missed out. And even if, like, don't worry about your immediate friendship group, okay? I know that sometimes when you're going through infertility, you can feel like everyone's left you behind, but it can actually feel really lovely to have friends outside of that. And I know that it's scary. I know it's like going to preschool and being like, hi, my name's Robin, all over again. But it will be so valuable and so helpful to you to have those people who you can go to on Messenger and WhatsApp and be like, oh my fucking God, today's a hard day. Someone's just cried all day. The next one, and these are some bits that I think are really important. Okay, hang on. But first I have to say, When you're in the hospital with your baby, there's always one fucking midwife who's just a complete bitch, who's completely unhelpful, who's going to make you cry, who's just not going to get it, uh, and who's going to dismiss you in every capacity. There's just always one. Every friend I know, myself included, we've all had this one nurse midwife at the hospital. Ignore her. Okay, don't let her make you feel bad. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Ignore that nurse, okay? Now we're getting into some good nitty-gritty. The next one is you don't have to and you won't enjoy every second of parenthood. Feeling grateful and feeling and being ever so grateful that after such a hard journey with infertility, Sometimes it makes you feel like, well, you have to enjoy every second and everything needs to be completely smooth and romantic like the movies. 
it's not. <laughs> Quite often, it's actually really messy. It sometimes you'll have days where all you do is muddle through and make it to the next step. That's completely fine. That's completely normal. And you're allowed to have this duality of feelings, this ambivalence about parenthood. You're just because it's been really hard for you to conceive and because you want this more than anything in the world doesn't mean you can't complain about it every now and then, doesn't mean that you can't have hard days, doesn't mean that you can't cry because it's hard. It's it's totally okay and totally normal to feel a little bit like you're muddling through and sometimes you're just waiting for the days to pass and you just want to go to bed and have no one talk to you or cry at you or scream at you or throw up on you or shit on you or anything like that. Super normal. And I feel like this is this was actually going to be my last point, but I'm going to bring it up now, which brings me to my next point, which is ask for help. If you feel like the hard days are more than the good days, just ask for help. Go and see a doctor. Go and get a cleaner in your house. Go and buy pre-made meals. Seriously, whatever you need to do, whatever help you need, give yourself permission. It's kind of like my motto in life is ask for help. Always get help. When someone says to you, let me know what I can help with, your reply should always be, well, actually, when someone says to you, how are you going? You can say, well, actually is there any chance you could take my laundry and fold it for me because I'm recovering from a C-section? Or is there any chance you could pop to the grocery store for me? And this is my list of things that I need. When someone says, let me know what I can do, this applies even in the infertility, your response should be, well, actually, and then ask for help. Get people to put their money where their mouth is and actually lend a hand because when you have young children or even on your infertility journey, when you've had a transfer, when you have terrible endometriosis pain, someone says, let me know what I can do. You say, well, actually, there is something you can do. Start flexing that help muscle, okay? I want you to do that, okay? The next one is lower your standards. Whatever whatever perfection you thought you would have, whatever, you know, images of you just beautifully sitting on a rocking chair with starlight shining down on your face and every single moment being peaceful, just lower your standards. Like just get the bar and just lower that right down. It's not going to be perfect every day. You are absolutely going to have perfect moments, moments that you think are glorious, that you love, that feel just divine. And I have had so many moments like that where I pinch myself. However, I also have moments when the shit is hitting the fan and it's definitely not pretty and there's just chaos all around or shouting or crying. Totally okay. There are days when, I, you know, I don't eat properly or there are days when the kids don't eat properly. There are kids when every, the days when the house is a complete tip. That's okay. Just lower your standards. It's not about being perfect or having everything perfect. It's actually quite often about just lowering your standards. And the very last thing that I want to say, which is a lesson that I hope you all learn 
on your infertility journey and that it doesn't take pregnancy and then motherhood for you to learn this journey. It's put yourself first. Your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual well-being feeds down to everyone in your family. You cannot pour from an empty cup. All that happens is the cup's drained and it doesn't refill. But when your cup is always full, you have a lot more to give to everyone else. So rest when you get the opportunity rather than doing the laundry. Get a meal plan subscription if you need it. Get a cleaner if you feel like you need it and feel zero guilt about doing that. If your cup is full, if you need time out, ask someone to look after the kids. But putting yourself first is a winning strategy in life, okay? And, you know, we have to learn the lessons all over again. I learned that lesson in infertility and then I learned that lesson right over again in motherhood. But if you put yourself first, it filters down to everyone else. That energy filters down to everyone else. It is so valuable. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I just love talking with you every week and I can't wait for us to get back to normal programming again next week. Please make sure that you bookmark this episode if you are still on the journey of trying to conceive so that you can come back to it at another time, maybe when you're pregnant and maybe again when you enter the depths of motherhood and scroll back through to the life after infertility stuff and then also head to robinburkin.com slash pregnancy to have a look at all of the other, other, other stuff pre-podcast that I have as well. I'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Fertility Warriors. You know that I love chatting with you every single week. If you like this podcast, please make sure you go ahead and subscribe and share it with anyone, be it on your Instagram or your other socials to let them know that this has been helpful for you too and that it might be helpful for them. Please make sure also that you give us a five-star rating and I would love, love, love a review. They always make my day and they help other people find the podcast. So it kind of helps the search engine juices or the internet juices push this podcast out to other people when there are a number of ratings and reviews. And if you feel like infertility is starting to get the best of you and your emotions are starting to get a bit wonky, then make sure you check out my new mini program, Warrior Rising. Head to robinburkin.com slash rise and check it out. It's a five-day mini mindset transformation and it will definitely help pick up your mood, help you feel calmer and help you feel more in control of your journey. Head to robinburkin.com slash rise to find out more about my new program, Warrior Rising. Warrior Rising.